You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Leadership Lean In, where we are leaning into the subject of leadership. Are you loving it? We are putting out a podcast now once a week. Every Wednesday, you can count on us delivering something. We are doing smaller uh, 12, 15-minute episodes. We're doing some that are longer. We're mixing it up. We're having a different flow. Thank you for all the feedback Thank you for commenting on Spotify, uh, YouTube, uh, social media. The comments, the reshares, the posting about it means the world. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube so you don't miss any of the content we are putting out. We are all trying to lean in to the subject of leadership and get a little, get a little bit better. Now, before we get to today's episode, I need to acknowledge I'm wearing a Dodger hat while filming today, I'm wearing a Dodger hat. Why? Because the World Series starts tonight. Now, this, this episode is not coming out until next week, so you probably already know if we've won. Uh, this series should not be over by next by the time this comes out. But it is game one today of the World Series. The Tampa Bay Rays, who even cares about these guys, are playing the Los Angeles Dodgers. Could you imagine, people, the Lakers and the Dodgers winning the NBA Championship and the World Series in the same year, 2020, you thought it was a waste. If you live in L.A., it's not a waste. We are winning. Now, we're having our parades on Zoom, but it's a winning culture. So, it just needs to be said. I'm wearing a Dodger hat today. Go Doyers. Okay. Today, very excited. I have two people coming on with us. We're going to join them in just a second. Have written an incredible book called The Good Fight. And it is a, their story, a story about him cheating on his wife, infidelity, and how she was able to forgive them and they were able to work through their issues and they came back together, they fought for their marriage and now they're moving forward and they're using their story, their testimony to help encourage people in their relationships. Power of forgiveness, power of redemption, power of restoration. So we're gonna talk to them today. Uh, I'm a big fan of these two. Uh, he played in the NFL for five years and she was on the TV show. Friday Night Lights. So how could you how could you not love this couple? Friday Night Lights, my favorite TV series of all time. And he played, he played for the Bills. Nevertheless, he did play for the Jacksonville Jaguars with Mercedes Lewis. So we're going to go to our conversation right now. The good fight, talking about forgiveness and being a leader that can reconcile any issue. Let's go to check out the conversation now. All right, well, I am joined now by the one and only Mike and Jana. We are so excited to have you guys here on, uh, I don't even know if I told you the name of this podcast. It is called Leadership Lean In, where we lean into the subject of leadership. And in this particular circumstance today, I can't think of a better subject to lean into than talking about relationship. You guys, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. 
Thank you for having us. We know exactly what show we're on. So thank you for having <laughs> us. Big fans. <laughs> thank you, Chad, so much. You guys are awesome. Okay, I want to get right to it. You have written an incredible book because you have an incredible story. Uh, tell me, how did you not get to the book, but talk to me about how you landed at the place of you have turmoil in the relationship. You have what some people could go, hey, write that off, move on. How were you guys able to work things out in a very difficult situation in your marriage? You know, it's one of those things where we're open about our motivation early on. I, I know, you know, I can't speak for Jana, but I know her motivation early on was our daughter. Our daughter at the time was was six months old. And we both acknowledged that if we didn't have our daughter at the time, it would probably been signed, sealed, delivered right then. Um, but, you know, we feel like she was in our life for a reason. And same with our son later on a few years later. So that is ultimately what kept us going. And for me, obviously, trying to salvage my marriage and, and, and show that I'm not the person that, uh, you know, committed the actions that I committed. And uh, that's been an ongoing process. But it was just really just our family and wanting to keep our kids under one roof at the beginning was what motivated us. Yeah, I think now it's just, you know, creating a happy family um, and just what we want um, for the next five years, the next 10 years, and just trying to reshape and regrow because we're constantly changing, we're constantly growing. And, you know, we still have to read our own book sometimes to get our own <laughs> tips and tools and, you know, still go to therapy. And, yeah. um, but, you know, we, we wanted to share just because we know that we're not alone in, in the fact that marriage is hard. And sometimes, you know, you need that extra help to just get out of that rut and to know that you're not alone. Absolutely. I just respect anybody that can resolve conflict. Conflict's like this inevitable thing. We're all going to face it. We're going to go through conflict. I'm sure even after you know you guys have faced hard times, it doesn't mean that you're exempt from facing more hard times. And so ha having that ability to resolve issues, talk to me about how important that's been, not just to resolve something. Sometimes we look at big issues like moral failure. We look at you know these kind of what the media or the world would say, that's such a big issue. But not picking up the laundry is a big issue. You don't like not doing the dishes to me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like every day is kind of a big issue. How have how has what you guys walk through taught you how to forgive and to resolve your issues better? I think just like to your point, just having the resolve and the resiliency to understand that not every conflict that we encounter with one another in our life has to be make or break it, right? Like so many times, just and it's human nature, we, we want to get, we want to over embellish the situation and think it's the end of the world. And just for us to, to have gone through what we've gone through so far, it gives us a little encouragement and chip on our shoulder to be like, all right, we have faced much harder times. Right. It's just we don't have to have the answers right now. Let's just do the right, the right, the next right thing to continue to do this together. We don't have to have it all figured out immediately. Great. We don't have to, you know, you agree with everything immediately. Let's just kind of keep keep kicking the can in a healthy way. Yeah, and just progress, not perfection. Um, seeing growth, seeing change, which, you know, helps with going to therapy and, again, getting those tools as well. It's amazing. Now, I love the title of your book. I mean, I just, I, I'm so into titles and what would draw someone to pick up your book. I would pick up your book. Now, I'm with you guys right now. I'm looking at you. You guys are incredible. You could just tell there's such a depth to you. 
uh, you've turned your your pain into platform, which is remarkable. How did you land on the title of your book? Um, I was writing like the um, part of my proposal for the book, um, and I it, when I was writing it, I said something about how you know in the end this has been the good fight, and I was like, oh crap, that's really good. Like I was like, that's that's the title, like that's the name. Like we're and to me, because it is the good fight, you know, it's, we're fighting for our marriage. We're fighting for each other. We're fighting for ourselves. And that's what you should fight for. And, and we're, you know, we're showing how to fight fair, how to fight healthy. And because we think it is important to, you know, have, it's okay to have disagreements, but it's, it's more important to have a healthy, good fight. I yeah, love that. I can't take any credit Chad, for the title. She hit me with it one day. She's like, what about the good fight? I was like, mic drop, throw money. I was like, that's it. You got it, girl. I can't say anything perfect. I mean, it was amazing from get go. That's all her. Well, I feel like one of the things about you guys, besides being very, very awesome and heroes in this area, it's amazing how you can go through hardship and become a hero. Isn't that incredible? Like, you guys are heroes for what you've walked through, in my opinion. But I just, your chapters are crazy good. Like, the chapter titles are phenomenal. And I want to tell me about two questions. I want to hear about know your triggers because I think that's so important. Talking about that in marriages and relationships, in leadership in general, and then that's kind of what jumps out to me. What chapter do you guys go? This is the one people need to read. This is the one that I think will really help people out. Um, the the first is well, the first like question I guess is um we, we really wanted to make sure that we had everything, you know, we were constantly changing the book. We didn't have a ghostwriter. We wrote everything ourselves and we wanted wow. it to be both, both of our voices. So that was something very early on where it was like, we want to make sure that you hear my perspective, you hear Michael's perspective, then you hear our perspective because it, you know, we want people to relate to each, you know, each person. Um, but I think for me, the chapter that I, I would like people to hear is probably chapter nine, which is pray on it just because I have a hard time with my faith and I've had its ups and downs with it. And I think, um, once you lean in and just go to that uncomfortable, vulnerable place and say that, you know, everything that you want to say about it, that it's okay to not sometimes fully believe, or it's okay to, you know, question, it's okay to have all these things because I thought it wasn't okay to feel those things. So I think just being able to express those and for someone else to read that, maybe they won't feel alone as well on their journey. Yeah, I, I, mean, I have to agree with that, too. Um, you know, Pray On It was the most vulnerable chapter for both of us to write because it was a it was a depth of vulnerability that we neither one of us had opened up about uh, publicly on our podcast or anybody else. And so to, to write that, right, a, a book is more intimate anyway than just a podcast. It, it feel, you feel like you're on the, the couch with somebody having a conversation when you're reading a book, right? So to do that in that setting and to talk about the things we talked about in that chapter, it was just like, we, we had a kind of step back moment ourselves being like, we can't believe we're putting this out of all the stuff that we're putting in the book. We can't believe we're putting up, you know, this information about how we got disconnected from God and our higher power and how we're trying to lean back into that and, you know, how we lost it and how hard that struggle can be, you know, how vulnerable that, that can feel at times. So that was definitely an empowering chapter. And then, yeah. And then know your triggers is, you know, I think that's such a, to know your triggers is such a gift that you can give someone else that you're in relation with, if you're in, um, work with just to be like, Hey, like 
for example, like we talked about earlier, like I need a little bit more of like a hype man. I need someone that's been like, you know, so it's like to know kind of where my trigger is, where if I don't get that, I might get triggered that I might not be good enough or I'm letting you down or I might. So it's nice to just come into a relationship and be like, Hey, this is kind of what, you know, would help me. And this is what might come up for me. So just like to know your triggers and to acknowledge them can be really helpful to the person that you're in work with or our relation with. And I always think like, you know, the hard part about relationships is transparency, vulnerability, and having the backbone to say, hey, when you do this, it triggers something bad in me. And I actually need, I think that's so important, the power of communication of saying like, hey, this is not just my expectations, uh, you know, in our relationship, but this is actually what helps me. When you do this, uh, you're going to get the best version of me. I think that's so important, both in the negative and the positive side. I, I love that you've you've given this uh, to the world as a gift. Your podcast, although also is a gift. I mean, tell everybody the name of your podcast. We gotta we gotta plug the podcast. Tell everybody what the name is. The name of the podcast is called Wind Up. I love that name. You got again. You guys are crushing titles. All things titles. All things chapters. All things podcasts. What are your kids' names? Jolie and Jace. See, you you don't miss. You guys just don't miss. <laughs> When it comes to labels, you can wear the whatevs shirt, but I'm saying whatevs to you guys dominating titles, okay? But um, but you 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 know you guys are are putting out podcasts, you're putting out books, you're 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 helping. Where does that come from? That desire to help others with what you've gone through and your failure. You're you're open, you're transparent about it. Where does the desire to serve the world come from? Where does that? What's the genesis? For me, it's, um, I, I personally heal from helping others. Um, it's a selfish thing, I guess, but for me, I selfishly don't want to know that I'm alone in any of my struggles. I don't want to know that I don't have, I don't want to feel like I'm alone and that marriage is hard or it's not perfect. And so I, I personally, you know, I, I heal from my trauma by helping others. Yeah. And that's another thing, uh, Chad, that, I mean, Jana drove the boat on that from day one. And, you know, these started off as her ideas, as her kind of, you know, passion projects. And she would tell me, she was like, look, like we can help people if we talk about this. And I was a typical male, just, you know, never learned how to express my emotions, wanted to keep it all like brushing under the rug. If we don't talk about it, it goes away. And slowly as we started doing the podcast and I started doing it with her and it became our thing, you know, we started getting flooded with DMs and support of just, thanking us for being so open and guys reaching out to me and, and, and other couples. And so I was like, wow, like you're on something, honey. So let's take this and run with it. And so it's been, I've adapted to be like Jana, where I just, it is strength in numbers. I appreciate the fact that people reach out and don't feel so alone, which really gives us a gift that we don't feel so alone in our crazy life that we've lived so far. It, has that shocked you? how many people have resonated with your story and how many people you've helped. It's it's pretty cool though. I mean, it's, um, you know, we've made some friends even just from people that have reached out to us and it's cool too, like for all the friends that were there for us in the beginning, helping us, they're not coming to us and like, Hey, so, you know, like asking for advice and we're like, aren't you the perfect relationship? Like, why are you coming to us? (laughs) Right, 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 right. But I think, when you start to get vulnerable and you start to break it down, no relationship is perfect. You know, you you throw two flawed individuals together 
and you go, best of luck, guys. That's <laughs> you just everybody has issues, everyone has trauma or dysfunction, and we were born into this. We were born into sin, and the frailty of humanity is just it's inescapable. And so I I love the 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 title. I love what you guys are saying. I love that you guys are taking your your pain and turning it into a platform again because it's it's um it's it's taking breaking down the wall of the facade that every we got everything together and I think then we can start to rebuild our lives. It's the the problem is when people hide their stuff. Like one of my favorite lines is that you're only as sick as your secrets. How has living on this end of being truthful been so beneficial to you guys? You know, it is a it is a freeing feeling, as sick as it may sound, that the fact that everybody knows our stuff. You know what I mean? Like there's not just secrets, you know, <laughs> right. like there's no secrets to anybody who knows us, um, let alone the, the public that, that are willing to listen to us and read our stuff. So I mean it is a feeling knowing that, hey, this is who I am. Even when I meet new people nowadays, you know, early on I had a lot of shame around it, like, oh, what if they they Google something and read something and make this judgment about me. But now it's like, look, man, I am who I am. This is the stuff I've done, this stuff we've done. Either you like me or you don't. At, at this point, at our age, this time in our life, we're like, you know, you know, no new, <laughs> no fake friends, no new friends. But right, uh, you know, we're just, it, it's it's a cool thing. It really. Is. I love that. Now, in the book, you guys talk about make make the time. What what is it? that you guys are trying to emphasize couples to really take the time to do, but what do we need to make time for? Well, a few things, um, each other, but also yourself too. I mean, taking care of yourself is huge, you know, to make sure that you, you know, if you, if you like running, if you like playing golf, like it, making sure that you take care of yourself because, you know, it can be crazy uh, with the obligations of work and kids and, but also making time for each other. You know, you make time, to do your podcast, you make time to do your work, you make time to, you know, eat, but do you really make the intentional time to sit down and be like, Hey, I want to, I want to sit in the back porch and have a glass of wine with you and intentionally make that time for each other rather than just being like, Oh, Hey, what's on TV tonight? Pop down. You know, it's, there's something special about that intention behind your partner wanting to lean into you. Yeah, we, we mentioned the concept of leftover time in the book, and we all get caught up, you know, in our routines and everything. So by the time you have kids, by the time the kids go down and dinner and all of that, and you just like, okay, that leftover time you have in the day, you, you may spend together, and one person may consider that time spending together. The other person's like, we're just doing the same thing we always do. Where's that intention? Where's that purpose behind us being together and connecting? So yeah. And that was a hard thing for us because he'd always be like, is this not good enough? And I'm like, I'm not saying it's not good enough. Like I, I'm happy you sat down to like watch this show with me, but like, I would rather, you know, just like you also make intention to like want to do something. nice. I love that. I, I'm, well, I'm challenged by that. Cause my wife and I date Netflix together. We're in a dating relationship. <laughs> That's okay. But also like, wow, what you would shock her. If you're like, Hey babe, like you want to, you know, yeah. Go sit on the couch and like really ask how your day was, you know? Right. I, I just love the idea, especially let's talk about COVID. I mean, let's be honest. Every marriage I know is under fire. Every, every person I know is facing a storm. And so it's, and, and by the way, I don't know if we're through the hardest part of 
COVID-19. You know, we're still going through hard times. So I think that we have to make the time. We have to invest and get the foundation right because then you can build your life. Talk, what was it like to go through the foundation of your relationship and take a hard look at the foundation and go on, something's broken here. What were the pillars of your relationship that you had to remove or, or strengthen to really get to the place that you are now? So, I mean, speaking of, you know, the, the start of COVID, I don't think if we had the tools, like we might've been one of those marriages that fell apart, you know, during COVID. Um, just because you're around someone, you're on top of someone 24 seven. And the first two weeks, like we were just like at odds, you know, because we just, we, you know, I'll say for me, like I was expecting him to read my mind and, you know, he was expecting me to read his mind and, you know, I, he wanted his space, but I wanted, you know, I, I didn't know what I wanted. I was just so, <laughs> like, you know, if we, the first, yeah, the first two weeks are really hard. And then, then we're like, okay, wow, we're really disconnected. We got to go back to our toolbox and be like, okay, we got to check in. We got to ask for what we need because clearly you didn't realize my passive aggressive comments I mean I need like, I need, I need alone time. I guess know? I'll just take the kids again. Yeah. Like upstairs, you can take a nap. You know, like, <laughs> oh, you're so, gonna wind down, okay? Yeah. So I think it's just like you know, I, 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 I think a lot of the marriages that didn't work, maybe they didn't have therapy before, maybe they didn't know how to right. communicate. Where it was just like, I can't do this with you, and this is, oh my god, this is what it is. Um, so I, I'm grateful for the tools that we did learn in therapy because we had to really pull them out during the first few weeks of COVID. That's that's awesome. That's awesome. And 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 I just have to bring this up. Okay, incredible book. You guys are clearly outstanding individuals, but we got to talk a little football. I mean, come on. You're on the show, Friday Night Lights, the greatest TV show in the history of television having to do with football. Mike, you played in the league for how many years did you play total? Five years. Five years. I mean, and where did you play college? James Madison University. Okay, okay. James Madison. And, and, and so football-wise, who are you rooting for? Who is your NFL team that you're still pulling for these days? You know, it's hard because I, I I know a lot of guys still across the league, but I still have a soft spot for my Bills because I spent most of my career there. That's where I did uh, most damage on the field. And, and so, I, uh, yeah, I still pull for those guys and still have a lot of close friends, you know, on the equipment staff, training staff, strength staff, all of those, those guys. Coaches have come and gone, players have come and gone, but sure. a lot of the groups there I still know. He has three fantasy teams, so he's very. <laughs> I feel like we watch all of them. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, if you, yeah, if you have one fantasy team, you're watching all of them. Three, it's like you better get the red zone going and the fantasy zone going, and yeah, yeah. All right, okay. We're filming this on a Tuesday. This is the day after your Bills just played the Chiefs. Not a good showing against you know the Mahomes. A lot of hype. Are you worried about Josh Allen? This seems to be something that continues to happen for your boy. He's not playing against the best very well. Are you concerned? Who's Josh Allen? He's the quarterback. No, he's a young kid, you know, and the guy, the guys that I still know up there, you know, have nothing but good things to say about his, you know, preparation and how, you know, how he looks at the game and how he receives uh, criticism and everything. So I think he's going to be in a good spot for a long time to come in Buffalo. 
That's awesome. I was just uh, preaching out of state this last weekend, and this guy, he's a big Cowboys fan. So I said, is your son a Cowboys fan? He said, nope. He said he was so tired of watching me on Sundays, mad at the TV, mad at the team. He said he was going to pick a winner, so his son picked the Bills. And I thought, these are things I never thought I'd hear in my life, that a kid whose dad is a Cowboys fan, the son chooses the Bills. So there are two Bills fans that I now know, and so maybe I'll root for him. Okay, last question. Um, you guys have walked through the fire. You're out of it, and yet you're still in it because you're you're in a marriage. You know, married. yeah, you're married, so you you're still in yeah. the fire. Um, Just not in the volcano. Yeah, we're not. <laughs> that's we're not. a better that's a better way to say it. We are no longer in the volcano. We are still in the fire, though. What is one bit of advice that you would give to couples, dating or married, that you'd say, this is one thing, I really can't stress this enough, work on this or value this, or, you know, what's one bit of advice that you feel like would really just help move the ball forward? Um, two things. Uh, for women, I would say apologize more, like learn how to really say I'm sorry. Hold on. Let me go get my wife real fast. <laughs> Come on, you guys. We're having fun. Yeah. Um, and then for the guys to learn empathy. Beautiful. Yeah. What is what is empathy? Kidding. I'm it's a joke, you guys. I'm kidding. You know, for for me, this is for both the, the men and women or men and men, women and women, whoever is, and this is something I'm guilty of, is don't treat each other like the enemy. Right. So often we're we're used to our partners being the ones that criticize us or complain or nag or have something to say. And so if we just don't treat each other like the enemy, whether it's you're receiving the information and you're giving the information, it's just it can maybe naturally just bring down some of those barriers, protective barriers that we have around our hearts and around our souls that can just allow us to lean into. Wow. That is so well said. That is so good. You guys, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. But more importantly, thank you for putting out this book. It is going to help so many people. I'm getting on Amazon. I'm ordering a copy because my wife needs to read this and she needs to she needs to apologize. But I don't think I put that in the book, though. I don't think I actually Well, I'm going to replay this podcast in the car when it comes out and just be like, oh, wow, was weren't they so brilliant, babe? Why did you hear what they said there? What the concepts in this book and this podcast, I feel like we, and when I say we, I mean you should apply. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, like, you, that lead in with empathy, you know, treat each other like enemy. I'm like, oh, he said, well said. I'm like, well, he better do it sometimes. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Easier said than done. Yeah. Uh, well, you guys, thank you so much for coming on the show today. We love you guys and we're for you and we're going to buy the book. Have a great day. Thank yeah, you so thanks, much. Appreciate Appreciate you. See you guys. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.